Yeah, I, I've always thought of that. that. That's a good starting point. But uh, again, it's I've always got to come back to it. It's always the things that plan for circulation. You know, absolutely. If you're having things where they're so comfortable that they're going to live there and never move. Yeah, that's one way of looking organized. But to live organized, you got to have a plan for movement. Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've discovered from my challenges with ADHD and chemo brain. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now certified productive environment specialist and ADHD productivity coach with well over 20 years of experience in business, office design, and productivity. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, wife, mom of a teen and a cat, and a lifelong geek. I'm old enough now to be proud of it. I've learned that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget our appointments, we can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and fits who we are with our unique brains. I believe that to be truly productive, we need to learn how to be intentionally unproductive a strange twist for a productivity coach. But hey, I love to ski, sail, and surf. Listen in and learn how to streamline your space and systems so you can be more focused, organized, and have more time to be intentionally unproductive. Hey everyone, Catherine Avery of productivitybydesign.com and host of the Uncluttered Office podcast. I am super excited. We're continuing our series in the home. And there is no one I know who's better at organizing a home personal experience than Matt Beyer of Matt Beyer Organizing LLC, which began in 2004. His business features TEAM, capital T-E-A-M, clutter relief in homes throughout Fairfield County and Westchester County. He is the author of The Circulation Solution, which features an easy plan for getting and most importantly, staying organized. I'm so psyched you're here, Matt. Great to be here, Catherine. We've had some good times over the years, but I learned something new that I did not know about you. And that is that you worked with the Muppets. That is true. Yeah. Very I'd love to start there because it's okay. so interesting. Sure. Uh, started in uh, 1997 as an illustrator in the design services department, which essentially meant that uh, our job was quality control, making sure that the consumer products with Kermit and Miss Piggy and the whole gang looking consistent, making sure the eyes are lined up, making sure the colors are correct, make sure the proportions are right. And uh, there was, uh, it was a, a cool place to work, but it was very stressful because there was a lot, there was a lot of downsizing going on there. And uh, one of the people to leave was my boss who said, well, you're, you're in charge now. So I immediately got a promotion to art director and uh, department head. And um, we had the pressure of proving more, more work in less time. And uh, that's, Strangely, where I was first bitten by the uh, the organizing bug. Nice. Well, Something comes detail back. central, right? I mean, yeah. taking care of eyes and noses is uh, that's a lot of details. There are a lot of details. Um, yeah, and uh, getting it straight and getting it on time and prioritizing which comes first. And if something comes in that's more important, um, you know, uh, how do you 
how you organize that. That's what got me through uh, through management was my my organizing skills. Believe it or not, using things like clutter control, paper management, course time management, even floor planning was part of it because we had to shift departments. The, uh, the Muppet Workshop actually had to move back into the basement where we were located, and uh, we moved up to what used to be Jim Henson's office. I actually sat at uh, Jim Henson's desk when I worked, which is pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> So that's where the floor planning came in. I was figuring out how we're going to move everything up and make it make it fit in you know about half the space. Wow! But yeah, I, I love the uh, the puzzle quality or aspect of of, of organizing, and uh, that's what that's what brought me into the field. I love it. So, is that directly how you transitioned? Yeah. So you might recall a show on uh, TLC uh, in the early two thousands called uh, Clean Sweep. It was basically the premise. It was one of these makeover shows. The premise was two days, two rooms, two people. And they, they um, brought in a contractor, an interior designer, and a professional organizer. That was the first time I had ever heard there was such a thing as professional organizer wow. and decided within two months that's, that's what I wanted to do when the, when the Henson thing ended, which it did in 2004. And yeah, I, I learned about, uh, NAPO, National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals, joined that and uh, started as a solo business and uh, quickly grew into a team and uh, growing ever since. Love it. Love it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You talk a lot, Matt, and I can see coming from where you were to where you are now. Um, you talk a lot about circulation in the home, things mm -hmm. moving through. And, and obviously, you know, we just saw an example of that with the Muppets. Actually, we saw about five examples of that with the Muppets. Talk to me about sort of your philosophy behind easy circulation in your home. Yes. There's two parts to essentially to organizing, which is getting organized and then staying organized. A uh, plan for for circulation is key to both. We get that uh, in the work we do uh, involves the way I decide to find circulation is a plan for movement, mm. a series of manageable, reliable stages. The example I use in my book, it's actually on the cover of my book, is something that most of us are on top of and circulate naturally already, which is dishes. Dishes mm. circulate from reliably from cabinets 
counter for plating, table for eating, sink for washing, drying rack for drying, and back to the, the cabinet again. Each one's a manageable, reliable step. Mm. If any one of those breaks down, if you have dishes piling up in the sink stage, then you run out of that, that uh, counter space. You run out of dishes in the, the cabinet. It all falls apart. Right. So the key is to keep that circulation with, with everything, particularly, I think the big one is with paper needs to circulate, clothes certainly need to circulate, everything needs to circulate, whether it's on a daily basis or even, uh, you know, weekly and, and annual basis, uh, that, that circulation is the, the key because the images we see of what organizing is really represent destinations. Very static. Exactly. And uh, as I say in my book, it's organization is not a destination, but the vehicle you drive to get you where you want to go. Brilliant. Vehicles have got a, 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 every, these moving parts. They work together. That is the key to, to staying, staying organized uh, in, a, in, a system, in a system so that things circulate manageably and reliably. Well, I can tell you we had a laundry circulation breakdown this morning. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The teen standing in front of her closet. I have nothing to wear. I'm like, oh, you got lots of things to wear, but apparently not the things you want to wear. Right. So I said, all right. right, you know, get the laundry, the lights in one bin, darks in the other and get them down in the laundry room and I'll take care of them. Yeah, so the sister breakdown is, is that that's her responsibility to get it to me when it needs to be washed. Right. So this is not yeah. she's, she's a teenager. She's old enough, even technically to wash them. But yeah. She's got a lot on her plate. She's working this week. It's not going to be the week that I'm going to break her shoes about washing them. But it is her job to get them downstairs so I can see them, right, in the mm-hmm. circulation pattern and say, oh, she needs laundry done. And then I can do it. Or she does it either way. But yeah, you yeah, know, it's really a, a mix of those two things. Yeah. Setting up systems to, to stay organized is always the, the last part. And uh, the first part, of course, is is the, um, the decluttering, right? Which is really, I, I look, I prefer to look at it as, as reprioritizing. It's looking at uh, what are the things that are getting in the way. You know, that that's ultimately what clutter is. And I like to make the point that clutter can be re- some really nice things. Something right. that you really might be something you really wanted last year, but maybe you look at it in the closet this year and it's. It's not your favorite thing anymore. Um, and it, it, you're thinking, gosh, I spent so much money on it. But if you're not valuing it, then there's greater value in the, the space left behind it when it goes than the item itself. Right. I love that point. Greater value in the space left behind than in the item itself. So now listen, right. there's no reason you can't sell stuff. There's Poshmark and a whole bunch of other places. Yes. Lots of options. eBay, et cetera. There's lots of options for that. One of the things we've done, and I've watched my daughter sort of mimic me in this, is that I keep a sort of standing bag in the bottom of one of my closets. Mm -hmm. And when I notice that I'm not wearing something anymore, you know, Mm -hmm. I kind of look at it and I say, am I wearing this really? And if I'm not, it goes in the bag. And then when the bag is full, the bag goes out. So it either goes to... I do have a place where a bunch of us swap certain kinds of clothes and then whatever's left goes to Goodwill or to, I'm forgetting the group locally here in Fairfield, but there's a group that helps kids. Person, person, uh, yeah, there's this. There's I, a bunch. I, I do a similar thing. I call it a, a trial purge. Right. One thing I would add to that is if you can, if 
can get into a box and label it with a date, that makes a huge difference because it's so easy to lose track of time. Right. But if you look at a box and you see you see that you've got some items that you put in there three years ago, and it's a lot easier to say, wow, why, why would I give you these? I haven't missed these at all. Right. Whereas if it's in the moment, it's like, I just don't know if I'm ready to get rid of this. So I like to have that, that option. It's like, all right, well, let's take it out of the way so it's not occupying your, your daily space. So it's not sitting in the, in the closet. Let's take it out of the picture and see, see how it goes. Right. But uh, yeah, it's, that, that's a great strategy. I think also, and, and this is something I do, not only do I put the, the 90 days or whatever that date is on the box, mm-hmm. then what I also do, and I'm thinking in terms of not necessarily clothes, so I'm going into a different area of yeah, stuff, anything. whatever that stuff is. And then I take the 90 days and I stick that in my calendar on the computer. So it says like, check that box. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> well, because that box will sit there for six years before I notice it's there, right? Because yeah. we have stuff. Yeah. That, that, right? That's even better. You can get it into a computer if it's a manageable, reliable stuff. Well, and it depends but, on how people are. I have a lot of yeah. clients who are to-do list people and they do not want to go to the computer, but I am a huge, and you know, if it's on my calendar, it happens. And if it's not, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's just how my brain works. Yeah. So I have, I've made systems that work with my brain and not everybody's brain is the same. We all have different habits and different ways of doing things. But if we can remember that items circulate, that's yeah. like the overarching theme right there. Right. Listen, I, I use the computer for all events myself. But um, what I look at maybe a little differently is on to-dos, things you want to make a, a point of acting on. The reason I still do that with, with paper is because I find it more compelling. Right. Your screen disappears. You know, you've got so many things going on. And if you've got, if you've got fixed events like our meeting today, it's been on my computer for, for some time. We can share it. We can sync it. Like right. got several devices. Everybody can be involved. Totally makes sense to me. But uh, things you might want to make a point of doing, the reason I like, as I say, I like that paper. I've got it right in front of me right here, the things I want to make a point of doing today. And I can adjust them very easily. Never have to write a to-do list, period, or certainly never have to redo it. Because what tends to happen, I find with to-do lists, is people will check off the easier things so it feels like you're being productive rather than getting at what's most important. You have to reprioritize at the the speed of life. And so that's why I like like shifting the post-it notes around (laughs) works for me. I do it between the fixed events. So mine is if I brain dump on a piece of paper. And usually when I'm brain dumping on a piece of paper, it means that I am stressed to the nth degree and I have too many things in my brain and I have to get them out. And then I go through, Matt, and I write one, two, and three for the priorities. Good. And the one, two, and three are what have to get done first. Yeah. No, before first, second, and third, before anything else gets hit on that to-do list. Yeah. I find that frequently happens to me right before I'm about to travel. Mm-hmm. And I'm just yeah. feeling overwhelmed because there's that extra layer of, oh, we got to get this, this, and this done before we leave. So I'll confess. Now I help people organize their offices. Last Friday, knowing that there's just this kind of feeling was going to happen this week. Mm-hmm. I, well, maybe it was Saturday. I don't remember. I had someone come in for an hour 
and mm-hmm. help me basically do like a first sort of paperwork. We weren't going to talk paperwork, but now we're talking paperwork, of course, because it's right. me. So yeah. what happened was I said, when I'm all said and done, I need to know where the bills are and things I absolutely must get done. And they need yeah. to be like not much bigger than a file folder. Yeah. And yeah. that needs to be on my desk ready to go so I can manage it before I go. And once I did that, what happens to your stress level? Dropped way down. Yeah. The, the limitation of your to-dos is really important. I like to say that the, to me, the, the perfect to-do system is got to be vertical, visible, and minimal because it makes it compelling that way. Right. Probably the most important part of that is the, the minimal part. Right. When we're working with a, a client and we're going through paper, momentum is such an important part of the process. This is the circulation and getting organized. Right. Because sorting papers can be slow and painful. We want to do exactly the opposite. We want to keep a good momentum and make limited decisions one at a time. So if we're going through paper and and a client sees a bill, oh, I meant to pay that. Can I interrupt you for one sec? Go ahead, sure. We do this around mail. Like the mail comes in and it's going to include a bill. Just out of curiosity, if you'd be game, I'd love to do like, how do we sort through our mail? Okay, sure. So it's actually the same idea where I have the belief that mail stops being mail the second it comes out of your mailbox. The reason no, for I that, read that. That's why I asked about this. Yeah. <laughs> because if you think of it as the entity of mail, then it's something that can take up residence on your dining room table or your kitchen counter or, or anywhere. And it's like, I'll get to it later. But when you it comes in and you think of it, all right, so this these are the bills to pay. These are the statements to file. These are the magazines to, to read. These are the, the junk mail that's got to get tossed. Everything in there can be subdivided. And you don't have, you can relieve yourself of the pressure of acting upon or paying the bills right away, but just get them to the bill playing, paying area. That's moving it on to the next manageable, reliable stage. The, that's the same with everything. The only thing you should to deal with right away is the, uh, the junk mail, get it in the discard as, as quickly as possible. The most important reason to do that is because it clears what I believe to be your number one organizing tool, which is a clear work surface. Yep. Nothing is more important than staying organized and, than maintaining a clear work, just treating it like a tool, not just a piece of furniture. Because mm. with the tool, it's got a purpose and it should be for processing. Every other organizing system should be to support that clear work surface. Because when it, it piles up, it's used as storage. I like to say when it's squandered as storage, it's game over. It's, it's really hard to stay organized. And that's, that's really the key to circulation. Things can certainly go on the table. They should go on the table because you can spread out. And when you can spread out, you can prioritize. Then you can process things away for the next uh, action. So now I'm going to surprise you because yeah. the mail thing I read years ago uh-huh. Long before I'd actually hired, I knew you for quite a while, but I had, I ended up reading. I'm nothing if not consistent. <laughs> right? It's fabulous. So right. I'd read about this whole idea around the circulation around the mail. And I was like, wow, I've always thought of mail as mail. And mm-hmm. so it gets dumped on the kitchen counter. And I confess like this, but it's a lot of years ago, the mail would pile and pile and pile on the kitchen counter because yeah, it was static. It was mail. But the minute I read that and understood, oh, it has to circulate. Yeah. Now I have to tell you every single night when it comes onto the kitchen counter, I am 
throwing this stuff out. This is the bill pay. This is this. And I have it all organized and laid out on a little section of the counter. And then from there, that same time, straight into where it belongs. Yeah, good. So it's circulating. This is really huge. Yeah. This is why I wanted you to do mail because I thought yeah. you'd be really psyched to hear. Yeah. But I had actually been using this system for mail for years now. Perhaps one of the most important parts about the, the circulation philosophy is that is not that you're always going to get things to where they should go, but at least you're advancing it to the next stage. So it's right. easy to pick it up from there. And this is this can be for anything. Things circulating throughout your, your house. I, I use what I call um, transfer depots. These are key spots between rooms where you are keeping items that not, well, I don't like to use the word keeping because it's, it's your temporary placing things that will be in your path the next time you're headed in that direction. You don't have a whole pile of things there because it, you ignore it. But if it's, it's that one item, it's like, oh, you grab it as you're, you're going. And, that, I, and have that's, an, I have an upstairs and a downstairs tr- transfer depot, yeah. literally right at the top of the stairs and right at the bottom of the stairs. And when I want something to go up the stairs, I have it on a specific step at the bottom. And yeah. if I want it to go down the stairs, I have it right on a chair that's right next to the steps. And those are my depots. And that's how things get up and down the stairs. Because if it's not right there, I'm not going to look for something in this office and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to take that downstairs. Yeah. I'm not going to remember when I'm going downstairs. Yeah, yeah. So those depots are key. Yeah, they really are. And by the way, I, I don't agree with the classic organizing one in, one out rule because I don't find that manageable and reliable. You know, it's, mm. it's, it might sound like circulation, but honestly, it's it's too much effort. You know, it's 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 easier to have a a plan for things to to move out in stages right. when it's appropriate, but uh, to to actually. If, if, if the expectation is, oh I, oh, I bought a new shirt. All right, now I need to go to my closet. I've got to stick to the rule. I've got to pick out you know, one that I'm ready to go now. It's not going to happen. So it's not a manageable, reliable stage. And you don't want to feel defeated about keeping a system that's not realistic. Right. I could never get past, and I know it's a different system, the sparking joy thing. I'm like, uh-huh. some things in my life I need, but they don't spark joy. Okay. That's just yeah. the bottom line. Yeah, tax supporting material definitely doesn't support. Uh, you know, the coffee pot support. supports the whole sparking joy a lot more than, say, the rice. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I want to talk really fast because you mentioned depots about exit mm-hmm. depots. So, yes. I'm thinking in terms of a lot of people are going back to work now. Yeah. They're actually yeah. having to go back to the office and they may have forgotten because we've been sitting in the home office. And mm-hmm. I want to set aside also to really honor the people who worked straight through the pandemic out in your offices. God bless you. I know there are people who actually do that kind of work who yeah. had to be out there, mm-hmm. first line responders. So I don't want to like blow you all off, but I'm going to talk about like the corporate office person here who needs to now go back to the office and maybe has kind of forgotten how they get their lunch and their keys and their phone and the briefcase out the door and yeah. then where they put it when they come back. So can you talk a little bit to that kind of a depot? Sure. Yeah, everybody got different setups in their home, but I think perhaps the most important area to dedicate besides the clear work surfaces is an exit depot. And uh, this would be an area by your front door, or if it's, if you're, you're going out, maybe it's through the back door, through your garage, whatever it is, the door you're exiting from, you want to dedicate a space, whether it's um, a shelf or a table. In my case, it's a little ledge by the door called the leaving ledge. And the key thing here is you want to be very strict about it. Don't mix it up with, okay, some 
I'll put some family photos, some plants here, or mm. you know, or everything that you can think of. If you just leave it for things that, that are heading up, then it's, it has, is it creates a clearer scorecard. It's right. like, all right, it's just this. So it's, it's every time you're you're ready for things to to head out, it goes there. It's the, the leaving ledge. Yes, it gets a little harder when you've got a lot of family members, a lot of stuff at uh, once. So you kind of want the, the timing of it of it matters when you, you get things there. But yeah, I mean, the more people there are, the more space you want to dedicate. And it makes sense to, to sort it out. But the real point is to think of it, you know, sometimes it, 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 it does pay to be a little bit rigid. <laughs> it's like this is nothing else. Because mm. um, if you're looking at a pile of stuff as you're heading out, yeah, I'll get to it later. That's what you want to avoid, whether it's with, with uh, things heading out, with your mail, laundry, with, oh, things to donate. That's a big one. Saying, oh, oh, yeah. That's too much. I'll get to that later. Right. So I also recommend a donation depot in the garage or ideally close to the car as possible, right. limited to, say, one shelf so that uh, if it's inches away from your, your car and you know you're headed by a Goodwill or whatever, in it goes. Did you? You don't even think about it, but you don't have to donate something every single time you think of it. Just move it forward to the the donation depot and you're ready, ready to go. Now, Matt, I love how you did that segue because you know what we're talking about next, right? My garage. Well, Matt's team. And basically, I had changed my life. It was where I was going to go. We'll start there. But our garage has been like the nemesis. I never remember what it's called exactly where mm-hmm. I'm a believer that garages are for cars. Mm-hmm. And my husband is a believer that garages are for storage. And so we have to have a meeting of the minds, mm-hmm. middle ground on this. Mm-hmm. And so Matt, I said to Matt, look, I think it was, it was January, right? It was like just frigidly yep. cold out. Luckily our garage doesn't get too cold. So we were able to close the garage door and keep everybody on your team relatively And I want to talk about this because this is really your sweet spot. Garages, attics, basically, right? So let's take my garage as an example and talk through for folks. What's the difference once you have an organized garage and you're going to be better about all the zones and things, but it was really cool to watch them work and how they worked with us. Garages are my favorite. There's a reason for that. Let's put it this way. My fa- always my favorite place to start because there tends to be a lot of quick wins in a garage. Things that, you know, it, maybe I'm going to return this or, or maybe I'm going to uh, get this repaired. Things that are kind of heading out anyway. Uh, things that it's like, wait, wait, it's, what else you do? Go to the garage. So by getting those quick wins decided on, cleared up, you can create exit zones for the rest of the house. Right. You know, so if you, especially if you want to take on the rest of the house, always start with the garage. By exit zones, I mean a place for the discards, the donates, items to sell, so the next stages can happen. But the key thing with a garage, as in any space, is to get clear on exactly why you want to get it organized. Right. You have to prioritize to organize. I always say, as you said, uh, your priority is more about getting a car, and your husband's priority is more about the storage. So. It, there's a little bit of both in this case, but there can be all kinds of different reasons. So you want to get clear on, on exactly why before you get started, but it gets used so often that, you know, you, know, you might think of it, oh, it's a place where to, to put stuff, but 
you do need to have things accessible and findable in a, in a garage. So uh, I think what I like about garages so much is that there's such a biggest potential for improvement. You know, it is. In, uh, in and stores. I think Matt, what really changed for us and, and why I brought in you all as pros to spend six hours with us. And I, we weren't there the whole six hours, but they, they really set us up and they said, we're going to do the first sort. We're going to sit you down at a table. You guys go through things once we're ready and we hand you things and yeah. then we go through them. So, and then there were times where they were doing other things and getting it set up. And, you know, that was our time to start taking everything from the two degree driveway <laughs> into the car and multiple car loads. Yeah. I think we did four car loads to the Goodwill and mm -hmm. one car load for the dump, maybe two. I can't remember if we did one or two dump runs because I didn't, wasn't in on all of them. But what was the game changer was they organized it. And I will confess, I've moved some things around. I've kind of changed some things. Okay. We wanted to bring this beautiful closet my in-laws were giving us. It's like a garage closet. And I couldn't New bring priority. it in. <laughs> it was a priority. New priority. I couldn't bring it in until the stuff was out, till we mm -hmm. decluttered and could really see where things are. So now mm -hmm. that closet becomes where I have all my gardening stuff. And then immediately to my left is things that have to do with the automobile. And the next one is, I can't remember. And then the next one is all sports stuff. I can't, sorry, I can't remember the middle one. And then there's all sports stuff. And those are the different shelves. And we ran out of time in the closets. We didn't need to do the closet that where there's like shoes and coats and luggage because I'm really good at keeping that up, says my husband. So Already we, a dedicated zone. Yeah, it was dedicated. It was a zone. Key. Yeah. Thank you so much, Matt. So key. So then the next closet has, we have a lot of storage space in the garage. It just was, you know, my goal was to get everything off the floor. That was my priority. I wanted stuff off the floor. And I got to tell you, we're like 80% there. I'm not, about 95% there. Right. There are a few things that are still like on the floor that are mostly things like shovels and yeah. brooms the things that I couldn't hang up because I had no wall space because stuff was piled in front of it, right? Yeah. So now I have this wall space. The other thing that's on the floor is a bicycle. I'm okay with the bicycle being on the floor. It's a form of transportation. Now, it's kind of like a car. It's got wheels. I'm okay with it being on the floor. So they did the zones and we didn't get to all the tools, but we have a tool zone and it was just disorganized. And I'll never forget your gal he was getting near the end. And there was this one box and it was loaded with random stuff, like just totally random. And she's like, you don't have time to organize this now. And I said, if not now, when? Okay. And I opened this thing and I dumped it over. And then literally I just said, give me a bunch of little baggies. And she did. And I took all those rando screws uh, and things that just, yeah. hey, I didn't have the time to like do a whole special organizer thing. So they're yeah. just in little baggies. But the fact yeah. is, is when I'm looking for the random screw, at least I can pull the little baggie out that screws. That's a great example. You, you might not have got to the finish point you want, but you move the process forward to a, a stage that you could take it to the next step very much more easily than if it was still in that random box. And then I'm going to tell you the best part, Matt, exactly on this. You ready? Oh. So the whole tool area hadn't been finished being organized because we just couldn't get to it. So he's got one of those things with the nice drawers and whatnot. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now that the whole garage was organized and that wasn't, one day, I don't know when, my husband went down there and he organized that entire thing. Ah, fantastic. So the garage, I, and here's the last thing, and I think this is the most important part about organizing things in your home or your office or anywhere. Every time I drove into the garage, I feel so defeated. Mm. You guys came and I had hope and excitement and I drive in the garage and I'm just like, I'm home. Oh, wow. And that's 
everything, wow. right? Because how many times a day are we driving in and out of our damn garage? Yeah. A lot. I, and I don't drive that yeah. much. And still it feels like a lot. I'm always in the garage yeah. for something. Yeah. That's a <laughs> gift. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you blushing yet? No. Yeah. I'm right from the heat. But uh, yeah, who could think you'd get excited about a garage, right? <laughs> no, I never thought I would. But it's great. Everything has a place and everything's in its place. Oh, my God. I hate it when my parents said that. And yeah. then you get to be our age and you're like, yeah, we totally get that. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I've always thought of that. That's a good starting point but uh again it's i've always got to come back to it it's always the things that plan for circulation you know absolutely if you're having things where they're so comfortable that they're gonna live there and never move yeah that's one way of looking organized but to live organized you gotta have a plan for movement so normally i ask people for a productivity pointer here at the end but boy we have hit productivity <laughs> in every aspect along the way so what i'd really like you to do is talk for a minute or two about your book, The Circulation mm -hmm. Solution. How can people find it? Yep. A little bit about more about what it's about. Maybe we've hit all those points already, but you know, a little plug yeah. for Matt's book. Yeah, you know, I kept my book super simple around this this one philosophy, a plan for movement in a series of manageable, reliable stages. Circulation prevents accumulation. Mm. And really every chapter goes into how that works circulation in the bedroom, circulation in the home office, circulation in the kitchen, and et cetera. Circulation in the move, circulation in the schedule, really applies to everything. And to me, it feels natural because, you know, the, it, the seasons circulate, blood circulates. And by the way, blood doesn't flow directly through your body. It, it goes through a series of valves, manageable, reliable steps throughout your, your body. And what happens when those those veins get clogged, bad things. People get heart attacks, and that's that's to be avoided. That you, you get your heart, your home gets a heart attack when there's too much clutter. So the key to staying organized is in is in the the movement, manageable, reliable steps. Don't put the pressure on yourself to always return things to another side of the house. Move it forward in in stages. That is the key. You can get the book on um, Amazon Circulation Solution or at my website, mattbuyer.com. Scroll to the bottom of the top page, uh, the, the homepage, and you will see see it. You click it for a free download. And yeah, it's, it's a super easy read, illustrated, um, keeping the illustration skills going, but uh, to communicate the, the uh, philosophy even more clearly. Super, uh, I think it's only eight, 108 pages. Yeah, it's designed to be, a manageable, reliable step itself. <laughs> right, exactly. That's the plan, right? A 400-page yeah. book, I'm not reading it. <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, Matt, you mentioned your website, mattbuyer.com, which is spelled B-A-I-E-R.com. Yeah. I will put that all in the show notes. Thanks you have a free <laughs> offer. Mm -hmm. How about telling us how they find your free offer before we sign off? Sure, yeah. So, under the goodies link on my, my uh, mattbuyer.com, and thank you for spelling that, and M-A-T-T-B-A-I-E-R, you'll see offer of the month. It's the staycation special. Nice. If you're not going on vacation this month, would like to get organized before the, uh, the school year, perfect time. Next week, I'm, I'm even doubling the, the offer. So yeah. Okay, but we're month. we're going to be doing this is uh, uploading in September. So <laughs> what are you going to have for people for September and back to school? Sorry about that. I should have given you the heads up. You know what? 
I actually don't have anything planned yet. But yes, uh, there, it's all, let's put it this way. It's, it's, it's always a, a good value whatever time of year you want. Uh, and I'm going to say there's always oh. something good happening in that goodies area. So just pop on over there. And okay. when you're listening, you'll get whatever magical thing Matt's providing then. Maybe you're going to have a life-changing garage experience like I did. Yeah, it is possible. Mm-hmm. Garage can be magic. <laughs> Thank you so much, Matt. Appreciate you. My pleasure. Thanks, Catherine. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, please share this episode with someone you think needs it. I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.